What if you could complete your MBA in just one year? Thanks to the College of Charleston School of Business, now you can. Their accelerated MBA program condenses a traditional two-year program into one rigorous year, ensuring you not only save a year of tuition and fees, but also re-enter the workforce quickly and graduate with critical business knowledge. U.S. News & World Report recognized the College of Charleston MBA as number one in the country for its job placement rate within three months of graduation. Learn more at mba.cfc.edu. Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning, and welcome to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Each Saturday morning at 9, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the Lowcountry talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts of Beyond the Business, Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood. And great Saturday morning in the Low Country. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 and presented by the College of Charleston School of Business and Coastal Wealth Management. A very happy and Merry Christmas to everyone. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, here with the lovely and talented Leslie Haywood. Good morning, Leslie. Merry Christmas! What a great day it is. Hard to believe <laughs> the big day has finally arrived. Yay! And, uh, but we're excited to, to certainly have this show. As you know, Leslie, each year we get to do this show, um, and it means a little different, right? We, we step out of the, the traditional entrepreneur box to really talk about what the, the meaning of this day is and certainly to, to reflect on our year. So we're excited to have our, our uh, guest in studio today. Unfortunately, we're doing it still remote. We're still remote. It's all, it's all good. But we are excited. We have Josh Lerad on, who's the lead pastor over at Seacoast Church. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Merry Christmas, guys. I'm very excited to be with you today. Well, we're excited to have you. We've been trying to track you down for a while, so we're glad we finally got you on Beyond the Business. Again, heard here on 94.3, simulcast on Heart Radio, Spotify, and iTunes. We're just glad to have everyone a part of this organization and, and this uh, podcast here today as well, if you're listening to us via podcast. And uh, first of all, Josh, if you don't mind, we're going to kick the uh, show off today. I know certainly if you're in South Carolina, people know who Seacoast is, but you may not know this. This show is worldwide. We have listeners in Canada. We have listeners over in Belgium. And so for those who might not know Seacoast, give us a quick little uh, 20-second commercial. Absolutely. Well, I would say welcome to all of you who are joining us from uh, around the world. Uh, We have to say that a lot at Seacoast, too. Uh, We are a church based in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, planted on Easter Sunday of 1988. And uh, we now have 13 locations, mostly in South Carolina. We have one in Asheville, North Carolina, and also have a global audience that uh, listens online as well. And so um, it's it's just a great church. And I, I think the best way to describe it uh, people come to Seacoast and they hang out with us for a couple of days, especially other churches that are trying to learn. And they walk away and go, oh, if those guys can do this, we probably can, too. Uh, so it's it's uh, there aren't any superstars. There aren't any rock stars. Just a lot of great people that um, love to serve others and uh, put out the message of of Christ. And um, we're, we're grateful for all that God has done through the church over the years. Well, we know that you guys have certainly had a lot of success. Uh, you said 1988, right, that you started on Easter Sunday, and I believe you started with 65 people uh, beginning in an apartment clubhouse, and you've grown. So give a little context around that and then where uh, your church is today. 
So yeah, 65 people. That was actually the pre-launch, our first service. And if anybody is in Mount Pleasant, they remember the old Carmike Cinema that is now a Volkswagen dealership. But we had 330 people in the first service. And so that was huge, blew all of our expectations. We actually called every person in Mount Pleasant back then before we launched, 17,000 people, uh, which will tell you the town has grown a good bit. But um, ask them if they went to church. If they said no, we said, that's great. Uh, or if they said yes, we said, that's great. Keep going. If they said no, we just wanted to find out why. And the top five reasons that people gave us, none of them had anything to do with the Bible, uh, anything to do with God. It was more about uh, relevancy to their lives or dressing up, that sort of thing. And so we just decided if we could address some of those things, uh, would you give it a shot? So 3.30, we grew that thing down to about 100 uh, over the next year, and uh, it was five years before we had 330 people again. And so we call it the slowest growing mega church in America. And <laughs> over time, and there's lots of fun stories in there, but we will skip a lot of those. But over time, we've grown now to, uh, you know, it's it's hard to tell now. Uh, Pre-pandemic, it was around 18,000 people in person and then uh, a, an audience online of another 10,000 10, or so. And now it's actually probably bigger uh, but there are more online than there are in person these days. But uh, about twelve to thirteen thousand people that come in person, and so it's um, you know it's it's a lot. It's awesome. God has surrounded us with an amazing team. We live in an amazing city. Uh, there are a lot of things that people want to know. How did it grow? What are the secrets? And there aren't really any. But I mentioned one already. It helps when the town that you plant in also is a growing town. Lots of people moving here, and we just want to you know be one of the many great church options. Uh, available for people uh, to connect with God. Wow. And uh, I mean, we're going to go sort of off our typical format for those of you who are loyal listeners. Uh, today is a super special day. Um, so we're just going to jump right in. I feel like this past year, especially, and we're going on 18 months now, has been super challenging for everybody. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, what has happened to Seacoast and how you've been helping people and maybe how you've pivoted your message um, and what's gone on in the past year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, what's interesting is that um, I talked to our team about at the beginning of this year and one of the focuses for our team, I, what I told them is we don't have anything to do with people's readiness to connect with God or to, to hear the gospel. Uh, that's really out of our hands. But one predictor of people's readiness is pain. And we know that there are a lot of people in pain this year. Uh, the, the pandemic kind of accelerated what are normal pains in marriage, relationships, mental health, certainly. And so we've been careful and intentional this year to do series around mental health and series around uh, relationships that will help people in areas of pain. And then really just encouraged our team, get near pain as best as you can. When you know somebody's in the hospital, don't just send a text, but show up when you can. Uh, and so We've just tried to be super intentional this year of going back to the basics. Uh, I love what we get to do on a weekend. I love our amazing, talented worship leaders and uh, great sermons. But at the end of the day, uh, when, when Jesus boiled down what he was about, it was, you know, love God, love people. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so we've just really tried to be intentional about um, being near people in pain. I've done more funerals this year. Uh, than I've done probably in the 10 years prior. Uh, and that's just because I told uh, our team, if, if, if I can do it, if it's if my if I'm in town, I want and somebody wants me to, I'm going to do it because I just want to be around people in pain. Uh, we're, we're in the Christmas season, right? And we talk about Jesus. Uh, they will call him Jesus Emmanuel, 
which means God is with us. And sometimes you don't know what to say to somebody. Uh, you don't even really know what to do to alleviate their pain, but it's just your presence that brings, you know, the presence of God uh, into an environment. And, and, and even when you don't have anything to say, uh, that presence is what helps. And I know it came clear for me. We had a very dear friend that we lost to COVID this year, and my kids are super close to their family. And we were driving out uh, to their home the night that uh, this friend of ours, dad passed away. And my kids were real nervous and awkward, like, ah, dad, what should we say? What do we do? And I, I just asked him, I said, do you think that Kenan, who is the name of the, the daughter, I said, do you think that she's hoping that you're going to say something so profound that it's going to take her pain away? And it was like, oh, is this a trick question? But I was like, no, no, there's nothing you can say that's going to take it away. So you just show up and you just be yourself and we're just going to be with them and lean into that awkwardness of being around uh, pain. And it's in the moments that we step into that, people remember that. Uh, it, it means so much to people who are going through pain. So all that to say, long-winded answer, but man, we just have tried to be hyper-focused on um, bring the good news of Christ to people in pain. And there's a real good chance that there will be a readiness for people to receive hope, especially when they're in a place where they feel like they don't have any. Well, certainly on the topic of pain and, and more importantly of showing up, Josh, I know um, uh, we both have connections recently. Obviously, we're all aware of what happened in Kentucky with the tornadoes here recently and just the devastation and unimaginable just heartache that's going on. I, you know, I'm from Kentucky originally. We have an office with Coastal Wealth Management in Kentucky. Uh, I love I love the state. My whole family's from there and just pains me to think about what people are going through. Uh, I know you and your team, um, as you always do, went straight into action. You all actually spent last week up on the ground in Kentucky. And if you don't mind, share with our listeners uh, a little bit about the experience. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to teach the team, let's get near people in pain and, and then not show up in environments and, and situations like this. And like you, we've got some connections. Uh, real quick side note, we started a church planting organization in 2001. It's called the ARC Association of Related Churches. And uh, we wanted to plant life-giving churches around the, the country, any community that doesn't have any uh, and so um, or is underserved. And so uh, we've planted 992 churches since 2001 uh, that, you know, varying sizes, but similar DNA uh, to Seacoast. And so we have two of those churches. One of them is in Mayfield and one of them is in Paducah. And so we knew immediately one of them has been destroyed entirely, the one in Mayfield. But we knew that we had to get there and get help to the churches. And so that's part of it. Then we have some mutual friends who are up there who uh, just who've been longtime friends of ours, longtime parts of part of our church. And so we just decided, you know what, I don't know what we can do, but we're going to show up. We took a flight up there on Tuesday of last week and uh, hosted a candlelight vigil for the community just to come together and be together, pray, uh, survey some of the damage. And I'll tell you, Eric and, and Leslie, some of the interesting things I learned. One is when you're right there on the ground. So I've, there's a church that's probably serving about 300 people a week, and now they have become the epicenter of distribution uh, media, every national media outlet that you can think of was there at their church, and they have to sort out logistics on a very high level. You know, some people who are listening, maybe in business where you've been educated around logistics and you know what it takes, but these guys are just serving, they've been serving a small town uh, in ministry, and all of a sudden the spotlight of the world is on them. And so we learned quickly what's helpful and what's not helpful. Um, you had trucks that would show up throughout the day, and sometimes they would drop off stuff that were very well intended, but stuff like clothes, 
hand-me-down clothes, uh, even some of the supplies that you would think, oh, they need it. But you're in a community that doesn't have power. Many of these homes are just gone. So there's not even um, you know, a place to store this stuff. Uh, doesn't have water. And so you realize, man, there are certain organizations that we saw in action that we like, wow, they know what that disaster relief looks like. They know what to do. And so when, when Convoy of Hope showed up with 44 generators, you would have thought heaven opened up. It was like, man, that's what people need. People need power. People need lodging. People need uh, water to, um, to be able to heat and cool food with. And, and so anyways, you, you learn quickly what's helpful, what's not helpful. So we went up there. We really wanted to, to pastor the people that we knew up there and figure out how can Seacoast be most helpful? How can our community be most helpful moving forward? And we were able to identify that, those needs, and then just kind of call the church to action to give, um, which has been really, really remarkable to see what's happened already in a short period of time. Uh, we've seen, I think the most recent number that I had was about $115,000 was giving towards those organizations. And we've already sent uh, that money up and we've just, we've, we've filtered it through three or four major organizations that are doing great work on the ground. And then a couple of those churches that are serving specific families that have lost everything. Well, certainly, I know we, we are so blessed, right, to, to be able to sit here on Christmas Day and enjoy our families, enjoy the warmth of our homes, and to hear the stories of what you're sharing that's going on right now in this country. Um, it, it, it is heartbreaking, and you know, the good news is that there's a lot of people who love to help, and you know, it's been on my heart. Um, I actually share a story. I, I, I attended your church recently and happened to be a service where you talked about giving and, and what's on your heart. And uh, I know our listeners from around the world. I have a lot of friends that listen to this show, clients that listen to this show. And so, you know, I know we don't uh, really jump in and do a lot of fundraising on this show, but I think this is a great opportunity to open that up. And to kick it off, Josh, I'd like to let you know that uh, Coastal Wealth Management, our organization, um, which up in Kentucky is led by uh, one of our our fine folks up there, Tim Tyrion, in conjunction with our Charleston folks and, and myself as, as the president of the organization, we would like to start a matching uh, gift program that, that we can funnel through Seacoast. And for anybody that's listening, Josh will give you um, the opportunity to be able to, to make this uh, contribution, but we are willing to match it up to $10,000 dollar for dollar. Wow, man. I can't tell you how big of a deal that is. As you wow. Were Good job, Eric. Um, but I, w one of the things we did was try to get to some hospitals while we were there to visit people who were hurt. And when you connected with these, um, these parents, uh, many of them were working that night and the, their place of business, uh, collapsed on top of them. But what they, what they kept saying is we just want our kids to experience Christmas this year, you know, and, and the timing of it, you know, it's just so hard. Uh, families, this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. And um, what a generous gift. And, and, and I can just tell you that anything that would come in through this obviously go directly to um, to the ground there. And it's going to um, help ensure not only that Christmas happens because we jumped in to try to make that happen for today, but that they can go into the new year with what they need to uh, start off on, on firm, firm foundation. So thank you guys so much. And just for clarity, if you want to do that, what we can do is you can just text uh, the keyword coastal. And uh, that, that'll just be our cue for our team to know to send that directly to the ground. So text the word coastal plus any amount that you want to give. And uh, you can text that to the number 320 uh, And so I'll say that again, text coastal plus an amount to 320 And you just heard Eric say it. $20 is $40. Uh, $100 is $200. And just such a generous 
offering um, by you guys to, uh, to, yeah, to get involved and get our hands dirty. You know, Christmas is about giving, right? We, we kind of go back to the most memorable verse in scripture, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave. And um, I'm just grateful that you're giving all of us an opportunity to embody that spirit uh, for people who need it the most right now. Wow. And what do you see that that generous offer of the 10, 000, up to $10,000? Where is that going to go in the new year? What, tell us what the relief looks like for these people and these poor people in Kentucky. Absolutely. So right now we kind of phase it in a couple of different phases. So right now mm-hmm. it's really, we're trying to stay out of the way and let the professionals come in and do a lot of the, the demolition. When we were there, they were still doing recovery. There were still 100 uh, unaccounted for people uh, that they were looking for. And so the phase one is just recovery. But then phase two is, is kind of what we began. That's getting power and water to everybody who doesn't have it, taking care of the basic necessities. But as we're talking about this $10,000 matching um, contribution, most likely what that will go towards is the demoing and rebuilding of homes. And so uh, you've got all of these people who are starting over. There's an organization called Christ in Action. And that we've, again, we've, we, this isn't the first disaster that we've been a part of. And so we've kind of learned where the best, who's the best at what. Convoy of Hope is best at getting generators and power going. Christ in Action comes in and they literally rebuild these homes and they're great at it. They pull out all the uh, the, the carpet. If it's a flood, they pull out all the the sheetrock and they rebuild those homes. And so what this gift will do is really help accelerate people getting back into their homes and getting back to a sense of normal for their lives. And by the way, in case you just joined us this morning, uh, you're listening to the voice of Josh Lorat, who's the lead pastor over at Seacoast Church. And Josh, certainly, uh, you know, the meaning of Christmas and, and what this is all about. Um, you know, we talk about the, a recent event, like what's going on in Kentucky, uh, certainly the pandemic. But, you know, for a lot of folks, uh, as, as joyous as it is for so many of us, Christmas is painful for people as well. If you don't mind, speak to a little bit of the emotion of what some people go through every year on this day. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas is such a big marker. Right. Um, And so for so many people, this may be the first Christmas since and you can fill in that blank, you know, since you lost a loved one, since the marriage fell apart, since, you know, the tragedy that you walked through. And so if if the only thing we focus on is our cultural uh, celebrations and I love them, right, the trees and the gifts and the lights and the songs and all of that stuff is great. If that's all we focus on, then it's easy to just carry the weight of what we're missing out on. But if we can take a moment to remember, and, and here's a thought that I, I've never had before, but I, I've had it this year. Um, the swaddling clothes. Jesus was born. The angel said, this will be the sign. The baby will be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Well, what do you do with a baby, you swaddle them in a blanket, and that's a sense of comfort. Uh, that's a sense of, of th- them being secure, them being taken care of. And Jesus, God of the universe, had to be comforted as he came in humbly as a baby for us. And so maybe even just that thought that, man, Jesus came, he was swaddled, and part of what God wants to do for us, in fact, ironically, the last thing Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended to heaven was, wait for the Holy Spirit, the word that he uses, paraclete, which is comforter, uh, that Jesus, wait till, wait for the Holy Spirit to come and comfort. And so we can be reminded Jesus was comforted, but that God actually exists and wants to offer that comfort to us. And so I think just uh, recognizing that um, 
the presence of God, Emmanuel, Jesus came. He draws near to the brokenhearted. It doesn't say he makes his way there. He's just there. He's, he's near the brokenhearted. And so if you're struggling this Christmas, just know that there's a God that loves you. Uh, we celebrate Christmas because he didn't just want to love you from afar, but he actually came in and he experienced all of the things that we experienced. He, he lost friends. Uh, he lost his life. He went through pain. And so he's not a God who doesn't understand our pain. He's a God who's actually lived our pain. And, uh, and so hopefully you'll find some comfort in the fact that he's near and uh, that all of the stuff that we celebrate, it's fun and it's enjoyable. But really the message of Christmas is God is here and God is, has everything that we need uh, to get, get to the next, the, place, the places that he's bringing us. Amen. Yes. And I know this is a little, I'm wondering if you could give our, our listeners maybe a little sneak peek on what next weekend's service is going to be like. What are your hopes for 2020? And in a week from now, we're going to be, you know, it'll be 2022. So what, is, what are your hopes and, and dreams and what do you have to say about the new year? Thank you, Leslie. What a great opportunity to just pitch what we're doing. I'm so excited. We are actually going to kick off our new year at Seacoast with a series called How to Be Happy. Um, did you know that the phrase how to be happy is Googled over 135,000 times every month? And when I heard that, I was thinking, wow, people sitting at a computer or sitting on their phone and, and looking for that kind of help. And so we're going to talk about it. It's going to be very different than what uh, I think a lot of our longtime church people might kind of dismiss that and go, really, a series on happiness? That's shallow. We're actually doing the Beatitudes. It'll be an eight-week eight series where we look at Jesus in the most famous message he ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount, his his intro was what we know as the Beatitudes, but it was eight things that he said, blessed are the blank. Well, that word blessed actually translates to the word happy. And so we're not going to look for happiness in you know, more money or losing weight or all the things that most of us want to do in the new year, but we're going to really look at a deeper understanding of what it means for us to experience a true inner joy uh, that is uh, going to be there regardless of circumstances that we walk through. And so we kicked that off, How to Be Happy, uh, on Sunday at all of our campuses. Thanks for asking and giving me the opportunity to share that. And That's by it. the way, uh, Josh, talk a little bit about the services um, that you know you guys have going on. Obviously, uh, again, the church has grown massively. Uh, opportunities for people to be able to make services where they can find you, if they want to be online, all that good stuff they want to engage. Absolutely. Best place is seacoast.org. Um, each of our campuses meet on Sunday mornings and we have services in person. We also do services online. We do them also on Facebook. Uh, so if you search for Seacoast on Facebook, we go live with our services as well as YouTube and Roku and all of that fun technology. But um, our services here in Mount Pleasant are 830, 10 o'clock and 1130 uh, at the campus. And that's also our online service times. But like I said, seacoast.org. And you can get all of that information on the website. And by the way, again, if you just joined us, you, you missed a little bit of the segment early on with Pastor Josh Surratt from Seacoast Church. Uh, we were having a conversation about what's been going on up in western Kentucky with uh, the tornadoes and certainly what uh, that has meant uh, for, for the folks up there and, and Josh and your team being on the ground up there. And again, if you just joined us, one of the things that we kind of revealed on the show uh, as the president of Coastal Wealth Management, we put a challenge out. We're going to match dollar for dollar up to $10,000. Uh, for anyone who has listened to our show today, would like to make that donation, we'll match it. You can do so by reaching out to Josh and his team. If you don't mind, Josh, give them where to make that contribution. Yeah, that's uh, you just pull out your phone and text uh, the word coastal plus any amount that you want to give 
to 320, 320. And the reason we do coastal, that's a keyword that's going to help us make sure that we get the match right and, and to know that you heard about that through this show. And I'll also just say that there are going to be opportunities. We're looking at mid-January that we're going to start sending teams up, not only to send our money, but to also partner with some of the rebuilding of homes. And so you can go to seacoast.org slash relief, and we'll keep that up to date on when those teams go. Because I know there's always one or two people that are like, I want to get up there and I want to get my hands dirty. And we have those opportunities coming as well. Well, and I know it's, you know, we're all sitting here on this wonderful day. We're all celebrating Christmas. And I just hope we all take a moment to think about, you know, those are less fortunate. Those that have been going through tragedy. And that's why we offered this opportunity to do a match. Take that minute, please, to text to 320-320, and let's make a difference. Um, as we're winding down the show, hard to believe it goes by that quick. But uh, as we're winding down the show, uh, Josh, any last-minute thoughts that you want to leave our listeners on this wonderful Christmas day? Uh, just, yeah, remember that God is near and God is with you. And um, I, I would just say when you look up at the tree and you see that star, uh, be reminded that, I, again, I could, you're asking a preacher to preach, so I could go a long time. <laughs> be reminded, you see that star, that uh, the wise men, when they saw it, their initial response was to worship. And um, I, I would just encourage you on this Christmas day to find a moment. And that doesn't mean that you're just singing out loud in front of your family, but to let your heart experience the true meaning of Christmas and, uh, and, and engage God in that way. Wonderful. Wonderful. Leslie, any final words that you have uh, for our listeners before we round out the 2021 season? I am so thankful and so grateful for um, my family and for you, Eric, you've been such a, um, a wonderful addition to my life over the past uh, how many years now five years. six going into seven, our, eight. well you, yeah we the show's been almost <laughs> nine you've probably been along the journey for about six yes and so i am feeling um full of appreciation and gratitude and my family is all happy and healthy and uh, there is really nothing else that i could ask for so and thank you for being part of my life well, I, the feeling is mutual. And as my mentor said, and you've heard me say it on this show many years ago, unfortunately, he's, he's not doing well, but he left me with a great thought. And that was that your life is shaped and formed by the people you meet and the books you read. And certainly the relationships of my life, including these that are here with me today, is everything in terms of who we are and where we're going. And so we just thank God for having those relationships brought into our life. Again, uh, Josh Surratt, lead pastor over at Seaco Church, Church. Thank you so much for your time on this wonderful Christmas day. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas to you both. And again, you've been listening to Beyond the Business and heard here on 94.3. And until next Saturday morning, Low Country, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work. They're ready to make an impact. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. The College of Charleston School of Business is recognized among the top 30 colleges for studying business abroad by the Business Research Guide. With nine undergraduate majors, 10 minors, and six concentration areas, an honors program in business, and master's programs in business and accountancy, the College of Charleston School of Business has more than 3,000 students enrolled. Their students are ready to work, and they're ready to make an impact. For more info, visit sb.cfc.edu.